0: Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, hey guys, well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you for listening on. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest for you today. This is Chef Rich La Morita. Say hi to everyone, Rich.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you, Colin, for inviting me.
0: Yeah, thank you for uh, coming on. Um, I am so happy that he's here. Um, It is an honor and privilege for you to be on. For those of you who do not know um, who Chef Rich is, um, he has many, many accolades. Um, He has spent uh, pretty much the last 25 years plus at the Natural Gourmet Institute, which is a world-renowned plant-based, health-supportive culinary arts program, which I'm very, very happy to say that I've graduated from, Um, and since, um, it's been... The uh, middle of 2018 has been absorbed and uh, the curriculum has been adapted um, into the Institute for Culinary Education in New York City, where he presently continues to instruct. Um, he has many years of experience of private chefing, private instruction, and he's also a teacher, practitioner, um, and student of Ayurveda and also Transcendental Meditation. Chef Rich Rich um, my dear friend thank you for coming on again and um please um I would love for you to kind of share um your your story of how you got here um obvi- obviously your background is very very colorful and um for those uh, for those of uh, you know the audience members who don't know um how did how did your journey begin and how did you get to this point
1: okay um Certainly my path of becoming a chef instructor uh, was not a conventional one. It was, it was unique. Um, I was not the type of person, you know, in my 20s who felt like I needed to be in the kitchen and needed to become a chef and work in a restaurant and work my way up, uh, where, which a lot of students kind of feel these days. Um, you know the kind of way to get to get into this profession and to be able to call yourself a chef or a chef instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it in a very kind of roundabout way um, but it certainly worked certainly worked for me and it, it kind of starts with it kind of starts with the, with uh, I spent a good portion of my life, a good chunk of my life, from my mid twenties to at least uh, mid to late uh, thirties, uh, basically uh, being for the for you know for the the best way to explain it as a kind of an American monk in a mm. sense. Um, I was a practitioner of transcendental meditation, and I became part of uh, a program. Uh, designed by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who founded Transcendental Meditation technique, um, it was a program called Purusha program, and mm-hmm. it was a program. It was a program where uh, we explored consciousness, we explored our spirituality, um, we studied Ayurveda, we studied Vedic science, uh, which basically is the study of consciousness and spirituality um we did this full time full time um, you know in a, in, in, a, in a large group anywhere from 1,000 to 5,000 uh, people um, all at the same time kind of uh, being together and living together and working together. Um, it, it was a very transformative experience um, spending time with a great, um, master of Ayurveda, master of Vedic science, and and kind of deepening my experiences of meditation mm-hmm. and understanding what those experiences were, how it connected to 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 who I am, pretty much. Um, I, I, it was a need that I felt, you know, when I was young in terms of understanding kind of just who I am what what is what what is what is this world all about what is life all about who you know who, who am I um, and I kind of just flowed into that um, I came from a house an Italian background house where uh, there was always good food
2: mm. <laughs>
1: there was always good food there was always you know really well-prepared food and fresh I mean my mm-hmm. mom And my dad, you know, made home-cooked meals. Yeah. Um, You know, my dad was the breakfast guy. My mom was, you know, lunch and dinner. If you got invited to our house when I was young, people would just, that was like hitting the jackpot. Um, really, uh, it would just be a no-brainer. Oh, we yeah. got invited. We got invited to Vera's <laughs> dinner. You know,
0: line line up down the street around the block.
1: <laughs> exactly. And if we got invited to someone's house for dinner, our first impulse would be call home and find out what mom is making first.
2: Uh
0: huh. You know,
1: because we might not accept that invitation if she's making something <laughs> good. <laughs>
0: oh, I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> and that's really true. Yeah. Um, so I come from this background of, of good food. Um, so fortunate, so fortunate for that. So as part of this group that I was on, um, I, I became one of the cooks. Um, you know, we cooked for ourselves. We, we had uh, large kitchens. Uh, you, know, you, you, you know, you had a team of people who would help out in the kitchen because we were cooking, again, for, you know, big numbers, large numbers. And, you know, I just took it on, on to be one of the cooks. There were around 10 of us who basically just said, yeah, I can cook.
2: Mm, um, mm-hmm.
1: You know, without, you know, a lot of experience. And we just started creating these meals.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: certainly I felt comfortable with Italian cuisine, so I would do, I would do Italian cuisine. Um, the food was vegetarian, all vegetarian, um, and uh, I did the Italian de- meals, but I also was very interested in Indian cuisine as well,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: mm-hmm. myself and this other chef who was also interested in the Indian cuisine, we would work together on the Indian meals, so every week, 10 days maybe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, your time would come up where you would, you would make a meal. You would make a meal. It could be for a couple of hundred people. It could be for more, believe it or not. So oh wow! We had, yeah, yeah. But we had the kitchen. We had these kind of hotel kitchens, so so it was. It all worked. It all worked out. So I kind of learned. kind of learned, um, you know, how to cook, you know, in in you know for large groups, mm-hmm. and also I, I taught myself a bit about Indian cuisine, which is the direct opposite in one sense of Italian cuisine. Why is that? Well, Italian cuisine is based on simplicity, I believe. Um, You know, the food in Italy per se is very high quality. It's always good growing season there. Mm
0: It's a
1: it's a land it's a land that's blessed with beautiful climate, beautiful land, and everything is at its peak.
0: Yeah, fresh. Yeah,
1: fresh, fresh, and at its peak. It's like walking through the farmers market in New York City and. You know, in late summer, early yeah. early, early fall. And yeah. when, you see, when you see produce at its peak, you don't want to mess around with it. Yeah. You know?
0: It's, it's Just, always a farmer's market all year round. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so it's a, it's a direct approach to food, uh, which is really nice. Now, Indian cuisine is the opposite. Indian cuisine, first of all, you know, the geography, the climate is... So, so vast and so vast and different in different areas, but their, their cuisine is based on, uh, you know, a a masterful use of spices. So, so it's kind of like very two different cuisines that i both, Mm. that I both really, really fell in love with. So I was one of the cooks and I really enjoyed that, enjoyed that role.
0: Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview.
1: So when I um, when I left that experience, you know, you got to remember this was about it was about twelve. 12 years of, of doing this full time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I did there was no thought of finances. Our finances were taken care of. There was no thought of, um, of career.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, that
1: was our career to, to be kind of inward and Mm -hmm. to explore and to explore consciousness. Mm -hmm. And, and there was no thought of relationships really either. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in terms of marriage and family and things like that. So that it, it was all
0: about like the individual human experience it sounds it like all,
1: yeah it was all about human experience an individual experience but oh yes all about you know your kind of inner life and you know and that kind of um, you know what is consciousness what is the self how does it connect with our
0: spirituality and, and, and where were you where were you at the time what was the environment like
1: the environment was incredible we were in different locations one of the things that we were, we were like a standing meditation army mm. in, the sense, in the sense that, you know, we were promoting, you know, for, for, for a person's individual growth and for, you know, the growth of society as well mm.
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: in the world. We, we were promoting this in the world. So at times a project would come up where, for instance, uh, you know, the New Delhi India Police Department is interested in learning how to practice meditation, uh, and in two days we're there. You know what I mean. So there was no, you were, we were able to to respond very quickly to this.
2: Mm. So boom,
1: next thing you know, you're in India, you're lecturing on meditation to the Delhi, the police department, and you're mm. teaching people, teaching people to to meditate. Um, it happens today. You know, I, I'm I'm not part of it anymore, but it happens today in the sense of uh, you know, people in the military schools now, um, where, where you know the entire school practices meditation before they begin their day. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, this is still going on. It's so a very of,
0: very big cultural cultural not shift because you know meditation. Uh, Hinduism Buddhism is uh, very very ingrained um, in that society so it's right pretty much nothing new you know
1: right 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 I mean you, in terms of India you talking about
0: yeah in terms of India yeah yeah I believe yeah. you 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 were there because I remember you uh, told me years back that you were you were in an ashram um, and and doing this pretty much that's that's where you were you were at right or was this in the domestic United States
1: No, no, no. Well, we were, you know, we were in the United States, like in a, like a base facility.
0: But Mm -hmm. like
1: I said, in two days time, you're in India. Oh, wow. You know, and there are times when I was able to stay there long periods of time, such as, uh, you know, almost a year for three, for three times. I was there three times Mm
0: -hmm. and spent
1: almost a year there each time. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. So, um, what was the, the point there was that, uh, you know that that we were like a standing army um, that was able to 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 teach to teach meditation. And at times our lives were very inward and 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 deep, like a monk. Other times mm-hmm. it was very outward. Um, and I was one of the cooks there. So when I left that 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 experience, um, I believe I was in my I would say I was in my late 30s, um, approaching 40. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I you know, I felt like I had just been reborn in a sense. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, oh, my gosh, here I am, my late 30s. And now I'm just starting to begin to think about finances, relationships, yeah. and, and, <laughs> career, and career. Getting back
0: into the real world. <laughs> Getting back
1: into the real world. It's, and, it's you know, it was kind of crazy, but, but it was incredible because when I had developed in terms of a sense of self, um, was, was, was very, very powerful. And I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew it, but I didn't realize it until until I really started to put it into action. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the one thing I sort told myself, uh, when this, you know, so this was like in about, I would say it's about, um, in the eighties, sometime late eighties, Uh and I said, you know, whatever it is I'm going to do, whatever it is that that I'm going to be doing on a daily basis in terms of my work, the only requirement is that I must love it. Mm. I must love it. I must feel that I, when I wake up in the day, I'm really looking forward to doing what I'm going to be doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I and I agree with you. That's like a, that's a very, very important point that you've made because I find that a lot of people just work to put food on the table and to pay their bills. And a lot of it is um, they would rather do something else, but they just don't have the motivation to to do that. You know, some do, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that's why you have this huge wave of entrepreneurial spirit nowadays, but um, you know I, I wish people can do more and cultivating that passion that cultivating you know that love that you're referring to
1: right right it took it took me you know a few years to kind of work it work out the details but I eventually you know gravitated towards food mm. kind of kind of an obvious choice um, you know I loved food and People started, you know, I had, this, I had this interest in Ayurveda, and particularly the concept of an, the Ayurvedic diet and how it related to food was very interesting to me. So um, uh, I had been a vegetarian for numerous years uh, during this time, uh, you know, almost for uh, 20 years, actually. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. And,
1: um, and people started asking me to teach them a little bit about healthy cooking to cook for them, to to be to come into their homes and cook for them,
0: mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
1: to do some simple Ayurvedic dishes, and to teach can, them about the Ayurvedic theory. Can you so,
0: can you share with the audience members some basic uh, some basic like one on one about Ayurveda for uh, for those of them who are not familiar with it? Sure.
1: So Ayurveda is a science of life. Uh, it's a science of life that has its source in India, but it's very relevant. Uh, Throughout the world, it's universal it's becoming more and more popular these days. It's a science of life that is based on keeping keeping the body in balance, Mm. Uh, maintaining health, Um, living a happy, creative, fulfilled life. Um, It has a very powerful theory of understanding uh, our, our connection to consciousness and intelligence and it has, and it has a whole host of practices uh, that you can that you can do, uh, such as meditation, uh, such as you know understanding the Ayurvedic diet, that help us to to, to lead a, hap- a happy, healthy life. Uh, you know, so that's it, kind of in a nutshell.
2: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: It's 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 you you kind of the kind of the doorway into that is is understanding. Your unique structure, your unique physiological structure, based on based on the the elements, based on the five elements mm-hmm. of space, space, air, fire, water, and earth.
0: Yeah, it's very similar to um, you know, so my my uh, my mother practices Chinese medicine, as you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, very very similar, you know, to uh, uh, you know, the elements that we have as well. Um, Right and uh, and uh, and I think with Ayurveda, correct me if I'm wrong. There is a everyone has a very has a unique set of uh, doshas, right? There's three doshas uh, that are basic uh, types of functioning. You know, like you're talking about. Can you speak a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. So the way the elements function in the person is, or well, the way they express themselves in a the person is through the three doshas. They really, they really are the interaction of the elements, though. So vata is what is called, uh, vata is how space and air function together. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's responsible for things that move in the body, movement in the body. There's so much that moves in the body from air to blood, to waste material, to food, to nerve impulses. So that's the intelligence of space and air of vata. Pitta is how fire and water work together. Uh, Mm Um, Pitta is responsible for energy production. Uh, as human beings, we can produce energy.
2: Mm-hmm. We produce
1: energy when we eat food, when we rest. Uh, we can produce, en- we produce energy. Uh, so this is how Pitta works. This is called Pitta. And then mm-hmm. Kapha. Kapha is our physiological structure. It's based on the elements of water and earth. How mm-hmm. water and earth come together. Uh, it's responsible for cohesion, lubrication. Um mm-hmm. You know, our size, physical size, and shape, and all this, all this mm. stuff. So, this interplay of the elements uh, is comes out in what's what we call the three, the three doshas. And the idea is to keep, to keep that in balance—not one third, one third, one third—but keep it in balance based on an understanding of what you are, what your natural, what your natural makeup is.
0: Mm-hmm. So and from and from there, you could it also because there's all there's a whole system. Um, there's Ayurvedic medicine from all this, um, just as grounded as tra- traditional Chinese medicine, is my understanding. Um, and, and people would go to, uh, you know, would would they call them physicians or healers um, in, in India when, when for the ones that are practicing Ayurveda? Yeah, yeah,
1: they're called Vaidyas.
0: Vaidya, and
1: Vaidya mm. is a. Um, Kind of a pre- a master, a master, a master of Ayurveda, an Ayurvedic doctor. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. It's called a Vaidya. So yes, you would go to a Vaidya. Um, they would kind of give you a consultation. Uh, part of that was the pulse reading, which was very mm-hmm. important, but also just question and answer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then kind of it give you what, what was called your give you what was called your prakriti, which is your basic body type, and also mm-hmm. talk about. Also, talk about some of the imbalances that you might be facing, and how to work with that, how to adjust that, um, and how to what to practice, what to put into practice, so that you can keep yourself keep yourself in balance.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So people started yeah. asking people started asking me, you know, to you know to work with them on you know on you know in terms of help help them to understand Ayurveda a little bit more. Uh, and particularly to cook for them.
2: So that, mm. that,
1: that's what led me into food. Mm. Um, that, I love the, it. Knowledge, the knowledge of Ayurveda, um, and just the knowledge of healthy cooking to, you know, through, through vegetarian cooking and the fact that I was a, a cook, you know, during my days on, on that Purusha program,
0: Yeah. Um, Hey, guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview.
1: And then one day, one day I literally just walked into Natural Gourmet Institute. (laughs) Yeah. I remember it was in 1993. And, oh, wow. Yeah. And I knew that they did not do uh, an Ayurveda class there, but I knew that they were, you know, I figured that they were kind of would be interested in that because it was, that's the type of school it was.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and I was able to speak to somebody and, and kind of immediately <laughs> get hired.
0: Um, yeah that's that's awesome. It is awesome that
1: that's rare these days. Right?
0: <laughs> no, oh yeah, I mean, you weren't even prepared. So were you there um, to kind of approach it as you know, I want to learn more about the cooking that that the school at the time you know dispensed, or did you come in wanting to teach Ayurvedic you know uh, cooking basically?
1: The latter, the latter. I came in saying, you know, I don't think you have a class on Ayurveda. I've been doing these classes on Ayurveda. I think you might be interested in them. And sure enough, they said, yeah, that's a great idea. So, you know, I put together a proposal, um, <laughs> started, started teaching. Uh, I love the it. Class, the classes went well. Uh-huh. Now, now, a little side thing is that, um, you know, in terms of my education, uh, I, I, I received the Master's of Education and it's from uh-huh. NYU. Uh huh. Uh huh. Back in the day. Yeah. And um, so I had a a sense of, you know, I, 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 I knew about teaching techniques a bit. Mm -hmm. And because of that, because of that, and because the Ayurveda classes did well, they would ask me, well, you feel like teaching this soup class next week? And I said, sure, why not? You have the recipes, (laughs) you have the curriculum. Yeah. Uh, so I started teaching that, and before you know it, in a couple of years, not only did I kind of bring Ayurveda into the Natural Gourmet Institute,
2: uh-huh. but
1: I but I started teaching their curriculum,
2: uh-huh. and
1: and their curriculum was very very powerful in terms of yeah in terms of uh, you know the connection between food and health and oh yeah the work of Anne Marie of course
0: yeah I so I wanted to, I want I want you to get into this a little bit more so. <laughs> Um, You know, when I was, um, you know, after I graduated medical school, I, uh, you know, I had a gap year. And, you know, I shared this in previous episodes as well. And I just thought to myself, you know, what can I do? And um, at the time, I I quickly realized that I didn't have enough nutritional education in medical schools. And most of my colleagues don't. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I grew up, you know, in and out of the kitchen. Both of my parents cooked mainly traditional Chinese Asian cuisine, and I was familiar with it. And so I didn't want to just learn about nutrition. I wanted to learn about food. And so Natural Gourmet Institute at the time, this was around 2011, um, 2012. um, I, you know, I just found it so fascinating um, with the direction of Anne-Marie Colvin, um, who is the founder of the school and her, theories and her approach to cooking, because most culinary schools, you know, is ingrained in the French technique and, you know, has a lot of roots there, but I didn't want to just, you know, uh, you know, of course... The element of using, you know, uh, uh, how you use salt and how you use acid heat and, you know, uh, and, and sugar and, and, and all these different things were important. But I wanted to really, really ingrained myself into something that was more plant forward and health supportive, um, and things like that. So I was very lucky, you know, similar to you. I was very lucky to, you know, find that school. But can you share a little bit about her, theories and her approach um you know about her school
1: sure um i mean you could it's you can spend hours on it but oh uh, yeah 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 i mean Anne marie basically uh was one of the first people i believe to to really start talking about uh that connection between food and health um you know, through her book, Food and Healing, which came out like 25 years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. Back then,
1: pe- people were not making that connection,
2: mm-hmm. you know.
1: Um, you know, in, in one of your questions, the way you worded it was, you know, the intersection of food and nutrition, the intersection yeah. of food of food and health, yeah. the intersection that food, you know, that food can be medicine. Um, one of the things, one thing about that is, first of all, here was a school based on that, which was completely ahead of its time back then. Yeah, I mean, a school that was based on that idea that food is medicine. Um, now it's a hot idea. Um,
0: right, it's but, a trend. It's a it's a it's a wave. It's a fad. You know. Well, hopefully, right. You know, we're hoping that it's not going to go away, but it's a newer it's a newer movement because you know currently you know people are getting more used to the ideas and concepts of veganism and plant based and you know exactly. just eating more plants you know
1: right 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 exactly so here was a school based on that um, to me to me it was never really even an intersection of food and 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 health and food and, and food and, as, as medicine
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think it's some it's something that that we have been it's something that that has been in, in in this world for for ages. Yes, I mean Ayurveda. Yes. Ayurveda talks about it constantly. Um, Chinese medicine talks about the connection yep. between food and between food and health, and food is medicine. Yep. So so it, it wasn't it wasn't really an intersection. I mean, this is like these were like the It's the same road. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's they're synonymous
0: it's, with each other
1: exactly. And it's a major highway. So it's not really like an intersection of these two yeah. things, but somehow we've, we've separated that out and somehow we kind of lost that idea that, mm-hmm. that food can be so that food is, is health. Um, and I'm so glad that we're really starting to come around to, to come around to that again.
2: It mm-hmm. was, it mm-hmm. was
1: a school, it was a school based on this concept. Um, and it was a very lively place to be for 25 years. Yeah. You know, just flowing with the uh, with ideas and and attracting, you know, wonderful people that also believed in that in terms of teachers who who you know, were very eloquent speakers on on the yeah. subject and students who were just completely open to it.
0: Yeah. From all walks of life, I remember. I mean, most of the students that would come in, um, myself included, you know, they, they've had some inkling or maybe some, you know, uh, maybe part-time career or some workings in health. You know, they were either a coach or some sort of uh, therapist or other doctors like myself. You know, they've already been ingrained in health. So it wasn't... Yeah. Yeah, they, they've, had, they've had some interest in health before, um, you know, not all, you know, I can't speak for all, but, you know, before they, you know, matriculate into the school. So, and I agree with you, it was so lively. It was a very intimate space, um, mm. you know, two floors, three kitchens, and it was just shoulder to shoulder, and it was just the best place on earth.
1: Right, right. It was it was wonderful. It was a great feeling there. Yeah, and it's very true what you say, because... Um, you know, I've seen so – I saw so many students pass through, and the one thing that always impressed me was that all of these people had already had a kind of a developed relationship with food already.
2: Yeah, yeah. Before
1: they, you know, and it was kind of like our our role to kind of tap into what that was and to, mm-hmm. and to allow that to flow and to make that into a profession, you know?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts. Hey guys, don't forget there's a part two to this. Stay tuned.